What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to the Be That Bitch podcast with me, Allie, who took a week off, a hiatus. We just came back from spring break for the kiddo, and I'm not going to lie. Spring break about made me feel like a bitch, not that bitch. I... I was not the best version of myself that week. It was very overwhelming, but we are back. We are here. I just kind of wanted to take some time to catch up, talk about what's on my mind. I am officially two less than two weeks. Next Saturday, I run 26.2 fucking miles, y'all. 26.2 miles. And I still can't believe that's possible. I am... I just ran like my last double digit run on uh, what the fuck day was it yesterday, Sunday and not going to lie, 10 miles. And I'm like, I'm going to have to do 16.2 more of these motherfuckers next week. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. And so I'm just trying to control my mindset. I think, you know, no matter how much and fuck all you bitches who are in my DMs being like, you need to listen to your own podcast. I know. I get that. But do you guys realize, and I might go on a tangent here, I didn't really actually plan anything for this episode. I was just going to talk and see how it comes out. Um, Do you guys realize how much more difficult it is to take your own words when you're in the emotional state? I feel like so long, right? We can, especially me, I can tell my girls like, you're in your fucking head. You're in your excuses. You're listening to that bitch voice. You're doing this. You're doing that because I'm not emotionally attached to whatever outcome, right? I'm not emotionally attached to that issue. So I can see clearly, right? I have no fog because I have no emotions to that issue like that person does. But when I am the one dealing with the shit and I am the one in my fucking head is all cloudy. I am looking through fog and I can't see further than right in front of my face. And so I am really trying to remind myself that, you know what, being that bitch means that you've got to detach the emotions from your logic. You got to be like, okay, this is your emotional brain and this is your logical brain. Your emotional brain is telling you that you are never going to be able to run 26.2 miles in the six hour cutoff and you're going to be picked up by the fucking bus and have that walk of shame and it's going to be horrific. That's what my emotional brain and then my logical brain is like Allie dude you ran a half a marathon in under two and a half hours stop being a pussy ass bitch and just do the damn thing right you can do it it's just double that and if you do double that then that's less than six hours so just stay with that pace and then I'm like it's just the whole thing so just remind yourself y'all we've got to detach sometimes from that emotional brain and maybe that means you talk to someone maybe that means you uh, you know have that person that you talk to like for example for me um I came back from Punta Cana if y'all listened to the last episode the 75 hard episode I was in Punta Cana uh the Dominican Republic with uh Beachbody the company that I'm partnered with for a trip that we earned yada 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 yada, whatever it was the best trip ever I had all the drinks I had all the snacks um did all the beach reading all this stuff and then I come back and I am like completely broken out all over my legs, right? Like, like fucking hives, sun, poison. I don't even know what the hell it was. It was just painful and all over like my thighs and the inner of my thighs, but not on the back or anywhere else, which is a little weird. But anyways, I digress. Um, and so I was throwing myself a pity party pretty much for 
four or five days throwing myself a pity party saying I'm not going to be able to run this marathon, that this is never going to go away, that I can't run at all because I tried to run and I had my running shorts and it felt like fucking sandpaper between my legs. And this is all, by the way, that's happened while we've been off pod. So, you know, we're just catching up with life and going on tangents. Um, But anyways, I was throwing myself this pity party and I was letting my emotional brain take over. And I was sitting here like fucking throwing myself a pity party, talking to my sister, saying, I really don't think this marathon's going to happen. Like all that training was for not crying my eyes out, being pissed off at myself, blaming myself, saying I shouldn't have gone on my trip, whatever. And my sister was like, why, why can't you run? I was like, did you listen, not listen to anything I said? I know you're my sister and you're trained one ear out the other, but like fucking listen to me. And she's like, okay, but why can't you run in leggings? I'm like, it's hot as balls outside first. And I probably would die. She's like, okay, bike shorts, get some eight inch bike shorts and run in bike shorts. So it covers up your thighs. And I was like, fuck you and your logic. Fuck you, Andrew Logic. Seriously, because I could not, for the life of me, find that one easy solution for my problem because I was so emotionally attached to throwing myself a pity party. And something I have realized in the fucking last four years I've been on this health, fitness, life journey, whatever, is you will never find in a solution as long as you're sitting in your excuses and throwing yourself a pity party, right? If you're in your pity party, party of one, you're never going to be able to look outside of that and see how clearly written a solution could be. After she gave me that, I put on running shorts, uh, you know, the bike shorts, and I ran eight miles, no problem. And I was like, it was this easy. It was this easy, but I didn't want it to be because I was felt like it was better to just be pissed off at myself and throw this pity party. But then part of me was like, am I just using this as an out because I feel like shit because I've been eating like shit for a week and running was really hard right then? And, you know, just all these thoughts kind of go swirling in your head and Anywho, I just, you know, maybe you have something in your life right now where you're feeling super emotional about. Maybe your job is really stressing you out or maybe your kids are on spring break like mine just were. Maybe, um, you know, you're going through an ugly patch with your husband or your kids are being dicks. I don't fucking know. Whatever the case may be that's leaving you emotionally feeling like you can't take care of it, that you can't do it. I want you to try to detach, right? I want you to try to detach from that emotional state and say, what is the logical, right? So maybe you're using the excuse, I can't work out right now because work is just stressing me the fuck out. Okay. So that's what your emotional brain is doing, right? Your emotional brain is saying that you can't do this because work's stressing you the fuck out. What is your logical brain saying? Oh, well, maybe this will help with the stress at work. How is the stress at work coinciding with me not being able to take care of myself? How is me not taking care of myself going to help my stress at work, right? Asking ourselves these questions to put us in a logical state of mind to be like, you dumb bitch, it's not going to help. It's not. Do this for yourself. Take care of yourself. Show up for yourself because at the end of the day, if we don't take care of ourselves, what the fuck do we have, right? And so... Just detach sometimes from that. I know as women, especially, we are very emotional creatures. I mean, I am in Shark Week right now and I am an emotional son of a gun. And sometimes I have to like, okay, Holly, we're going to stop. We're going to pause. We're going we're gonna to rewind this bitch a little bit. And we're going to think logically, not emotionally. And that is what I've had to do for the last, what has it been, two weeks now that I've been back from vacation. It's been a very tough 
two weeks, you know, emotionally with dealing with that and then dealing with spring break and dealing with both of the kids and, and, you know, trying to keep the house afloat and everything. And they're being really needy and we didn't have anything planned. So I'm having to entertain them and all the things, right? Like I'm just was in a very emotional state and I had to take a couple of days and just be like, Allie, we got to snap out of this shit, right? We've got to snap out of it. A nine minute tangent on absolutely nothing. I hope you got some kind of value out of that, but just letting you guys know how these last two weeks have been. It's been a, it's been a roller coaster of emotions, but you know what? We're doing the damn thing. We are, we are doing the damn thing and we're going to figure it out and we're going to keep on going. Keep on swimming. What is it, Dory? Keep on swimming, Dory. Uh, that's what we're going to do. I've been reading a lot of fiction lately and there's this book, um, what was it? Wasn't it ends with us? Maybe it was. It, it was it ends with us. And they were saying keep on swimming. Just kind of like, you know, when life gets tough, when things are hard, that when life throws you fucking lemons, you got to just keep swimming because you're not going to get out of the shit unless you keep moving to get out of it, right? If we stand still and we're in shit, we're going to be in that same shit three days from now stinking and full of shit, right? But if we keep swimming, we keep moving, we're eventually going to get out of it. And so maybe right now you're in a tough season. Maybe right now you're struggling, but just remember that staying still and doing nothing is not going to get you out of the struggle any quicker than if you just keep on swimming, keep moving, keep putting one foot in front of the other. And no matter how fucking slow you're going, just know that it does not matter. My dogs are losing their shit because the mailman's here. Okay, I think the mailman's gone, but regardless, no matter how slow you're going, just remember that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how slow you're going. It just matters that you're moving in the trajectory that you need to go. Um, I use this analogy a lot, and I don't even know if I've said it on the podcast. Maybe I've said it on Instagram. I don't know. I've said this shit somewhere. Um, but, you know, especially with like health and fitness journey, I look at it as you have two routes that you can go. And excuse me if I use another running analogy for the umpteenth time, but I truly do feel like running has just taught me so many fucking lessons about life in general. So anyways, you've got the sprint route and you've got the marathon route, right? And you guys know I'm a mar- I'm long distance, I'm marathoning. So the sprint route is like your quick fixes, right? It's like your keto, it's like your fucking crash diets, it's like killing yourself in the gym, it's like not dealing with the inner dialogue and shit and just trying to fix the outside. It's all of this stuff masking problems and eventually going to blow up on you. It's the stuff that you cannot do long-term. Let me tell you this, long-term, Keto is probably not an option, right? Because it's a all or nothing diet. And we're not going to get into that because you guys know how I feel about that. Maybe long term, it's not an option to just try to fix your outsides because eventually you're going to lose all the weight and then you're going to be sitting there still with those fucked up thoughts that you have about yourself, realizing that the weight was never the problem. It was the way that you perceived the weight. It was the way that you perceived yourself and losing that weight does not change that right? All of these options are the sprint. You're going to get there quicker. You're going to see faster results. You're going to be, you know, making those Instagram worthy transformations, whatever the case may be. But when you're running a sprint, what happens, right? You go out fast, fucking balls to the wall, guns blazing, but you're going for a short distance. So that means, yes, you're going to get faster results. You're going to, you know, 
Get off the start line faster. You're going to see more dramatic before and afters. It's like those fucking bitches on Instagram putting those before and afters of like two weeks and they're insane. Like, no, bitch. We know. Fuck you. We know that shit didn't happen. Right. It's those kind. But what you don't see is after that short distance, what happens? They're exhausted. They're depleted. They retract. And nine times out of 10, they gain all that motherfucking weight back and then some and look at themselves. I don't know what the problem is. I know what the problem is. You depleted all your energy. You weren't on for the long game. You wanted the quick fix. And what happens with quick results? They leave you quick also. So that's your sprint option, right? And then you got your marathon option. So your marathon option is when you are in it for the long haul. When you're running a marathon, the goal is to go out as easy as possible, right? To go out taking slow baby steps, right? Moving at slower pace to pace yourself for how far you have to go, right? Because you are going a very fucking far way. So you go out Maybe doing very slow movements. Maybe for your example, for a fitness journey, you're going out of this, starting this journey, maybe making one to two changes instead of trying to overhaul your entire fucking life. You're going out and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just focus on my water and we're going to just focus on moving our body and fuck the rest. And we'll add that as we go right? That's what marathoners do. But sprinters are like, nope, Monday, day one, fuck you. I'm taking everything I like out of life and I'm going to be eating cardboard and I'm not going to eat a single carb and no alcohol. And I'm going to literally be drinking water and eating cardboard. (laughs) And then the marathoners like, yeah, fuck you. That sounds miserable. We don't want to do that for the rest of our lives. So we're going to just take this slower. And then they add as they go. The further you go as you're running a marathon, the faster you get, right? The more comfortable you get, the more the movements start to feel fluid. That's where we want to get. Yeah, it's hard at the beginning. Yeah, you're questioning yourself. Yeah, you're doubting yourself. Yeah, you're looking at how freaking far you have to go. And it seems impossible, But the more you keep moving, the more one foot in front of the other, the more that you start pacing yourself, the more that you start getting a rhythm and you start picking it up and then you realize I'm actually doing this thing. I'm actually doing it. Some people are running sprints. Other people are running a marathon. And I, for one, do not want to get quick results. I, for one, do not want to have this overnight success instant results where I lose a hundred pounds in six months and all that, because I know that's not sustainable long-term. I know that if I want this for long-term, I've got to do it in a sustainable way. And so, you know, I had, I had question box every Friday on my Instagram stories. We call it fun fact Friday. And I just, you know, anybody asked me anything and somebody asked me the other day, they were like, you know, how did you get such fast results? And I'm like, motherfucker, have you not been here? Like, have you not been here for any length of time? Do you not look at my page? I do never, I never praise quick results. This is not a a byproduct of a quick fix. This is a byproduct of working my fucking ass off for a year and a half. So sorry, no, they're not quick. And if a year and a half and losing, I don't even know how much weight I've lost, but a few pant sizes, whatever. I don't focus on that shit. You guys know that. I don't even know what my starting weight was. I don't really even know what my current weight is. I don't know. It don't matter to me. But if that is a quick fix of working your ass off a year and a half, then you know what? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Quick fix. Y'all remember 
We're not in the business of quick fixes. We're in the business of sustainability. We're running a marathon. And so maybe if you're starting your journey right now, you can think, okay, so what is my beginning pace, right? If you're going from completely sedentary, what is my beginning pace so I don't overexert myself and not finish all 26.2 miles? Maybe your beginning pace is just drinking a gallon of water. Maybe your beginning pace is just starting to go on walks. Maybe your beginning pace is just to start moving your body, whatever that case may be, right? You've got to think, what is the pace that I can sustain for an extended amount of time and not get burnt out and not overwhelm myself and not freak out and not feel like I'm not doing everything I can? Figure that out. And then do that for a while until you realize that this is now easy. And then you add on to that. What is something that I can do to help kick me into a little bit of overdrive? Maybe you were just focusing on water of movement. Maybe now you add veggies in. Maybe now you add proteins, lean proteins, whatever the case may be. That is the thing with a freaking marathon, y'all. You keep stacking. You habit stack and you keep stacking until you get where you want to go. And then at the end of the 26.2 miles, at the end of a year, two years, whatever the journey is for you, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, damn, I did the damn thing. How many times have we gone into new lifestyles with the all or nothing mentality? How many times have we gone into a new lifestyle binging on Sunday because we're starting again Monday? How many times have we gone into a new lifestyle where we go through our pantry and throw out all the fucking food we spent good money on? How many times have we gone into a lifestyle where we did zero workouts the week before and then we push ourselves to do six workouts the next week? How has that always worked out for us? How? How has it worked out for us? Let me give you a second to answer as I chug some water so you can really contemplate this decision. All right, so now that I've given you time to contemplate it, I'm sure you're saying that it's never fucking worked out for me. So then why do we keep doing it? Why do we keep showing up every single day doing the exact same thing and expecting a different result? I know we all know this, but that is the exact definition of insanity. I tell my clients this as they're starting in my groups and my boot camp. The first thing I tell them is, okay, you've tried it your way. Now let's try it my way, right? Let's try it a different way because if we want a different result than what we've ever had, we need to try it a different way. And so I'm going to give you guys my five tips on setting your marathon pace, aka setting a sustainable goal, setting a sustainable pace to be able to make it the long haul versus what we've always fucking done. And that means crush the first four days, fall flat off the earth Friday, Saturday, and Sunday just to start again Monday, because that ain't going to get us no fucking where. So the first thing is evaluate where you're starting. I want you to ask yourself, how, where am I starting on this journey? Have I been sedentary and for how long? Have I been binge eating and for how long? What kind of place in my life am I at right now? How is my time? Do I have a lot of time? Do I not have a lot of time? How are my stress levels? I want you to really just take into account every aspect of your life right now, because that's going to play a big role in step two. And step two is picking one to two things to start to focus on. What I see at people do all the time is, you know what, they're trying to just fucking act like this journey is a light switch, right? It's off. I've done doing nothing. 
fucking elbows deep in a family size bag of Doritos. We don't want to find ourselves there over the weekend. What we do Monday, we want to be able to do on Friday and Saturday and whatever the case may be. So that means truly setting one to two reasonable things to start focusing on. So maybe you're somebody that's really pressed for time and you, you know, work a fucking insane job and you haven't moved your body in forever. Maybe the first two things you choose is a 10 minute walk every single day and focusing on drinking a gallon of water. Maybe that's all that you can manage at the beginning. And that is perfect because those things are going to lay the foundation for you to be able to stack on top of those, which takes my third thing into consideration is remember that slow results equals sustainable results. Y'all, we are not looking for quick fixes. Remember that shit's for sprints and we're not in the sprinting business. We're in it for the long haul. So reminding ourselves that the slower results, the more sustainable the results. Say it with me, y'all. The slower results, the more sustainable the results. The slower the results, the more sustainable the results. The more that we focus on slower results and actually craving slower results, the more that we're going to realize that, hey, we're going to be able to do this long term. Did y'all know that the average person, right, the healthy weight loss is one to two pounds a week? So every time you lose one pound in one week, you're doing it the sustainable way. Hell, sometimes you might not lose any, and then the next week you might, but knowing and focusing on those slower results, but looking away from the scale, which goes to my number three, is set a goal aside from your aesthetics. I get so pissed off whenever people tell me, you know, like, okay, so what's your weight loss goal? I don't fucking have one. Okay, what's your size goal? I don't fucking have one. My goal is to be healthy as fuck. My goal is to be strong as fuck. My goal is to be fast as fuck. My goal is to be the best version of myself. And I am sorry, but I don't have to be a smaller version of myself to be the best version of myself. Say that louder for the people in the back. Can I hear an amen? We do not have to be smaller to be better. So stop putting so much fucking emphasis on the aesthetics and start focusing on the internal because at the end of the day, changing the scale, changing the size in your britches is not gonna change your life. But lowering your cholesterol, but focusing on your energy levels, but focusing on your sleep. Those are things that truly can change your life. So set one to two goals aside from your aesthetics that can truly change your life. So maybe your one to two goals is that you want to have more energy to be able to run around with your babies, right? So at the end of 30 days, you want to be able to go to the park and run around with your babies and not dread the entire thing. Maybe one of your goals, like for me, was I didn't want to dread having to get off the couch and into the floor to play with my babies. So that could be a goal. Maybe your goal is to lower your cholesterol a couple points. I don't know what the goal is for you, but focusing and setting that. And then number five is evaluate every two to three weeks to add new focus points, right? So we set these beginning focus points and it can be really easy to get comfortable and they can get mundane and we can just sit in that because it's comfortable. But remember, we're not striving for comfortable. We're striving for pushing ourselves a little bit outside of our comfort zone each time. So maybe once the water and the 10 minute walk feel manageable, then you add more. Maybe you move it to a 15 minute inside exercise and a gallon of water. Then maybe you move it to a gallon of water, a 15 minute exercise and adding some veggies in. Then maybe you move it to a gallon of water, a 30 minute exercise, adding veggies in and getting some fruit in. And then you keep stacking on that. And the more that you 
keep going. The more you stack, the more that you realize that your life is changing. Y'all, our fucking life does not transform by the big decisions. It transforms by every single little thing we do along the way. Every little decision, every little habit that we build along the way, stack and stack to stack to completely transform our lives. It's not the big things in the grand scheme of things. It's all the little things that make everything great. So y'all remember to enjoy the journey, to enjoy taking your time and to remind yourself that there's, this is no race, right? This is no fucking sprint. We're not looking to finish the fastest because this is a for life thing. What we do now, we need to do until the day that we die. Because what happens when we get comfortable and we feel like we've hit our goal? We regress and we start this fucking dreadful cycle all over again. I don't know about y'all, but that's exhausting. And so realizing that we need to learn how to fit everything that we love about life into our new lifestyle. And that is something that I've truly been working so hard on doing, especially for myself is, you know, realizing that there is a place for alcohol in my lifestyle. There is a place for veggies. There is a place for saying no to foods. There is a place of saying yes to foods. There is a place of laughter and wineries. And then there is a place of going to eat salads like that. Life is fucking con. What is it with well, a word I'm looking for? Life is uh, fucking consumed. No, made up of. I don't fucking know. Life is made up of all of these goods and bads and highs and lows and these choices and that choices all to truly transform our life. So anyways, I don't know if any of this helped y'all. I know I kind of rambled on. We went all over the place. I remember I told y'all I didn't really have anything planned, but I truly do hope that you got something out of this. Um, And then I hope with those five steps, you go and set your marathon pace. You go and decide how you're going to get started. Because remember y'all, thinking about it doesn't change our life. Doing something about it does. So anyways, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would really, 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 really appreciate it if you would go scroll down on whatever you're listening to, hit the five stars and write a sweet note of letter and review just to let me know why you love it. What about it that you love? And then share it to your Instagram stories and tag me. I love sharing and resharing and sending you a voice memo to thank you. And that really does help grow this podcast and get the word out because I know there's probably someone out there that needs to hear these words. So send it to them. Remember, share it to your stories. Share what big takeaways it was. Um, And then don't forget to go follow me on Instagram if you're not already. Allie Griffith um, on Instagram and come say hi. I love to chat with y'all. But anyways, I'm going to let y'all go. And I'm going to let you go how I always let y'all go. And a world full of bitches, be that bitch. Whatever that bitch is to y'all. I love you. Bye.